the Saharan <laughs> dust cloud <laughs> is doing wonders yes, for my yes. voice. But um, as we learned in apes, uh, environmental science, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Saharan dust cloud is good because it actually helps fertilize the soil. Fertilize. So it's good yes, for our ma'am. farming economy. So. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> We totally aren't saying this no, all for this the second is, time. This is not staged in no, any this way. is the first yes. time through. Totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Starting in quarantine without an end in sight, we're bringing to you advice and good conversation from one teenager to another. We're yes, not teen- yes. Are we still teenagers? Yes, we're both 18. We're both 18. Yes. Teenagers. Adults. From two in a limbo, not children, not adults. Yes. <laughs> to another. <laughs> this is... Sonica and Chelsea with Armbridge, a podcast we hope to be informative and reflective of the everyday world around us. Thank you for joining us today. It is June... 26th? If I remember... 26th? Yes. <laughs> Last week, we did our song review episode that we were super excited for, um, and we covered the artists PH1, NAFLA, One Republic, and Benny. And this week, we are doing yes. a part two to that again. Um... So, and also this is our 10th yes. episode, so. Thank you for sticking with us, Woo! those of you who have been we persevered to this point. for 10 yeah. weeks. That's pretty crazy. Um, Thank you for tolerating us for 10 whole hours. <laughs> Dang. We've gone on some insane <laughs> tangents, and uh, we're not going to stop, so. I know. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around. Okay. All right, so, uh, shall we yes, just of get into um, it? All right, so. Our first song is, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation because this is in <laughs> French, Tous les Mêmes by Stromae. Uh, uh, can you introduce it better? Because I feel like there were a lot of questions that I had, but maybe if you talk about it more, I'll have a better idea. All right, yeah. So, um, funny story. I can't do this song justice either because, okay, if I were to like really, really, really simplify the lyrics, um, Basically, it's like an argument between a couple, and it kind of presents a lot of like the male versus mm-hmm. female stereotypes. So like, oh, you know, like women only get mad when they're mm-hmm. on their time of month, yeah. or like blah 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 blah, right? Or like men are like cheap, and yeah. like, you know, the the men are trash yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, so it's just like a back and forth between a couple, and um, at the end, uh, Stromae he repeats the phrase, you know, tous les mêmes, tous les mêmes, tous les mêmes. Um, it's basically saying like all the same. In the end, both are like. This is just a pointless argument. Like, both are just clashing, but it's like, no one's really right in this situation. So, that's the very oversimplified breakdown of the song. Um, but yeah, let's see. What else do I have in my notes? Do you uh, have any opinions yeah, now I that I've slightly introduced like, it? I listening to the music video for the first time and watching the music video. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I saw a lot of like, um, because I, I mean, I don't understand the, the lyrics, but it's okay. I started looking through the comments and a lot of people were kind of saying the same thing, like the duality between male and female relationships, but also the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway I got from the song was the music video. Like in the best way possible, I was asking what's up with that. I was yeah, like, dude, he's such like, a creative, he's an artist. His mind, his mind with that. Um, I know, yeah. I'm going to try and insert some images yeah. from, from the music video uh, for your YouTube listeners. And um, I think it was mm-hmm. like really cool how he portrayed himself as both as both masculine and feminine that's like very as both the man i feel like yeah. um you know sometimes yeah. we refuse to accept the the more masculine or the more feminine sides of ourselves and um it shows that like i guess he's he's a whole person despite having these two different like identities mm-hmm. within himself so i thought that was pretty cool Mm-hmm. yeah I didn't think of it that way. Actually, now that you say that, that's really interesting. Because, yeah, it is true. I mean, it's like he kind of portrayed the man and the woman in the relationship. But, like, fundamentally, as a person, everyone kind of has both masculine and feminine traits. But society, we like to kind of mm-hmm. segregate the two, if that makes sense. Like, if you're mask, if you're, like... Well, now that, like, there's this whole... Like, there's, like, a lot of genders and stuff. It's like, you know, we're becoming more open to the idea of embracing whatever the heck you want. But, like... If you are biologically a male, you're kind of expected to act this way. If you're biologically female, you're expected to act this way. And in the end, I mean, both traits exist within us. It's just what we want to yeah, exactly. project. Yeah. So I thought, 
That's pretty cool. That's an interesting point. I didn't think of that. There's not enough, like, there's not enough of, also, um, I know we're going to get to this later, but um, to sort of segue into that later Mm -hmm. song, uh, a lot of, sometimes we don't also accept, like, the the more feminine or more masculine part, like, as a a woman, right? Sometimes I fail to accept those more feminine Mm -hmm. parts of myself because, like, you're, sometimes you're shamed for being girly or too... Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes there are two extremes within that same... Yeah, no, I totally get it. ...projection that you have, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Like, I, I've had this conversation <laughs> with you so many times, but, like, the yeah. whole pink situation... <laughs> I had, like, my great, big, pink-loving coming-of-age mm-hmm. in high school. Um, because before, I was, like... I, like most girls when we were younger were like I don't like pink I'm better than other (laughs) girls I'm not a girly girl I like blue (laughs) I'm a tomboy right but like I mean again nothing wrong with that it's just that you know society kind of conditions us to think that feminine traits are not good or like you know being a tomboy is kind of favorable to like being girly and cutesy and all that right but like as I think in high school is like the biggest not I, I didn't have like a direct revelation but I just kind of embraced my mm-hmm. feminine side a little bit more like now pink is my favorite color if you look in my room <laughs> everything's pink my bed sheets are pink like half the notebooks I own are pink my clothes it's either black <laughs> white gray or pink this is like it's a peach but yeah. like whatever it's close enough you know everything yeah. I own is pink <laughs> So this is just me making up for years of I'm special. This is like, like other a girls. year of just <laughs> dissociating and emerging from that cocoon of society. Blooming into a new person. We live in a society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. And uh, I guess uh, sort of to yeah. segue off of off of that sentiment of society, uh, our next song is um, one that really shocked me when I when I heard about it. It's called Harambe by Dumb Founded. I shot. It was shocked insane me too. because uh, like the premise of the was, song is dude. really because I thought like this was I saw it trending somewhere on YouTube. It was on my recommended a lot, and eventually I, I clicked on it. I was like, no, yeah, this is probably a joke. This has got to be a joke. It was a really crazy thumbnail for the music video, but um, I, I'm sure <laughs> everyone knows. But Harambe was basically kind of became a, a meme or a big cultural phenomenon with us Gen Z kids after he was shot in his enclosure. This is a gorilla. And essentially Dumbfounded made this crazy metaphor about how, um, yeah, exactly. Like, is a zoo. There's that one lyric that just goes, the world is a zoo. Yeah. And at one point he's like, um, he talks about taking like a tranquilizer on a Monday, being dumbed down so much and treated like we're like the masses, right? Like animals, we don't think they're intelligent. We don't think that they have a lot to say for themselves because they can't communicate with us. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of saying like that our governments and people higher than us assume that they can numb us down. And I was like, I sat back. I was like, man, you mm-hmm. related the biggest like whoa <laughs> to society. Oh my god, that was I crazy. know it was a very crazy thing. No, it's crazy too. When you when you first suggested the song, I was like, "What?" I was kind of like put off by the title for the same reason. I was like, "What's this gonna be?" And then I listened to it, and I was like, "Wow, okay." The lyrics are impressive. There's so many like lines that just kind of like took me by surprise or caught my attention. Like the the burning of the olive leaves. I was like, "Dang, I wouldn't have thought of that ever." <laughs> That's really smart because like yeah, aren't yeah. olives like a symbol of peace and like yeah yeah. That one was a cool one. Um, the whole metaphor, like, you know, the world is a zoo. Um, I'm currently reading Animal <laughs> Farm, again, just to make myself feel, feel yeah. even sadder about society, but <laughs> whatever. Anyways, um, I was reading Animal Farm, and then when I listened to this, I was like, oh, there... I, it, it kind of gave me the same, like, yeah, vibes, <laughs> you know? Um, no, but... I, I kind of, yeah, I drew the parallel between Animal Farm and this song because, like, they both kind of compared the masses to, like, animals that are being exploited. In this case, a zoo. Animal Farm's case, well, a farm. But I thought it was interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know. I was just, I, I've been, like, listening to the two in unison, and I was just, this just, like, parallel. so much. Because I guess um, the song has aged well, 
and not well in in recent times. Yeah, it's like if you call aging well becoming more yeah, relevant, like it's it aged great. It did in the sense that you know um, it's very rare that you see, I guess, uh, artists be bold enough to talk about things like that because normally you'd get criticized a lot. Mm -hmm. Like also the fact that he is like an Asian American artist. I feel like is a very like rare. Rare way oh, really? for it to I didn't go. Because um, you don't see enough of mm -hmm. like calling out society and like as an Asian. I was taking a stance on that yeah. sort of representation. And how um, especially mm -hmm. like during during these times, like we can all kind of relate to feeling like not much is being done and you know, to mm -hmm. see solidarity with, with someone who also thinks that there there needs to be change. And so I think songs like that are very good for mm -hmm. this climate. Even though like, you know, things seem pretty bad. It's still a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, as I was listening to it, I didn't listen to it when it first came out. I yeah. heard it, like, this week. And so, um, no, I'm sorry, good. I'm, like, really stuffy <laughs> and gross. My thoughts are probably going to be even more incoherent, but yes. it's okay. We're rolling with it. Um, yeah, no. So I, I listened to it basically this week, and I know it came out a while ago. Did it come out in, like, 2016? It was a few years ago. Like, I, don't, I don't think I watched it the year it came out, because I thought it was a joke. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it, it came back to me after listening to like, yeah. other artists and stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't listen to it when it first came out, um, but it was relevant then, and I was listening to it this week, and I was like, yeah, this applies mm -hmm. almost perfectly to our situation right now with everything going on, like the protests. Um, November 2020, yes, register to vote, kids. Um, yeah, so I thought that was yeah. interesting. It, it aged very well, it it's is. still very relevant. Um, but it's also a sign that, you know, we still have a lot of work yeah. to get done. Not much has changed mm -hmm. in a few years. Um, hopefully it will down the line. Maybe we can look at the song and hopefully we'll be able to say this is historic, this not is current. <laughs> The name, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Harambe, <laughs> no, for real. Like I, I didn't, I did not expect the song mm. to be the way it was, just mm. based on the title. Kudos to you, them founded. That was it also hosted very podcast, smart. Which is really yeah. Cool. So, I've listened to it. Oh sometimes. really? <laughs> what, uh, the parallels here are insane. <laughs> yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about it. I think I could have gone into, like, a lyric breakdown. We would have had a whole other episode for that. If we I haven't overthought it enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe 50th, 50th episode special? Ooh. Yeah, and we can, like, really, yeah, really overthink the lyrics. Oh, boy. But speaking of um, <laughs> um, Korean artists, because Dumbfounded is a Korean-American artist, we have uh, your, next, your next pick. Yes. We have Black Swan by BTS. Um, if you are into doing anything creative, whether it be dancing, art, like art, like painting, painting, singing, crocheting, knitting, watercolor, <laughs> I don't know, anything. If anything strikes your fancy, this will make you very sad. <laughs> okay, so I have like a ton of notes on this one simply because they are artists I like and respect very much. I guess before I get into my whole multi-paragraph rant, what were your um, first thoughts? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, because uh, you had another song that you picked before, so I didn't write notes, but I do remember the song. Um, I think it was really, like, interesting mm -hmm. that they that they talked about what they talked about. Because it was, if, if I remember correctly, it had a lot to do with, like, fulfillment. And, um, mm -hmm. like, how you, how they felt. I feel like it's a really good reflection of the way that they've gone through their career. Because I think, like, I didn't, I don't mm -hmm. really know them, yeah, yeah, just sure. because I, I just haven't, um, gotten into them because like i always have a problem like with getting into artists and like shows and stuff that are mainstream because sometimes like i want to formulate my own opinion mm -hmm. and this was like a very good <laughs> way to formulate my opinion um there's already a lot of opinions yeah, out there it's really yeah. overwhelming but i think they no it's understandable about their first death which i thought was quite interesting because it's sort of it sort of mm -hmm. gave me the the what is it? How do you say this? The um, intention, like that, they want to do as much as they can before they go. Sort of like that, I mm -hmm. guess. If I'm analyzing it correctly. So. Mm -hmm. Um, if okay, so the the way I think 
they meant to put so they had a quote in the beginning in their music video and this first death that they were referring to i thought oh, this is sad um let's see let me see if i could find it ah yes okay so the quote is um a dancer dies twice once when they stop dancing and this this first death is more painful and this is a quote by Martha Graham. So they introduced their music video with that, right? This first death that they're talking about is about them losing, like, their passion oh. for music, which is really, really sad. Like, yeah. So the quote kind of put it in the context of dancing. But as I said, if you're into any, like, creative art type thing, um, this song will make you sad because it talks about losing your passion. Um, yeah. And I, you were right in, like, contextualizing it with their fame. I think a lot of their song kind of referred to that in multiple points where it's like as i've mentioned multiple times in previous episodes it's unfortunate that music has turned into such a like mm. big business because while at its root it's an art um there's so much like exploitation and like dirty work behind the scenes that like manipulates these things and it it takes away from the artistic integrity of like just music just art right um and so i think a lot of it was referring to how they're scared that because of their fame, because of all of this like business stuff that comes with it, um, they fear that they're going to lose their passion for just the art and get too caught up in like numbers, the fame, like all the side effects and byproducts of getting recognized for your art. And so um, that made me <laughs> that made me emotional. Um, so yeah, that was there. Uh, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> I have. Paragraphs upon paragraphs. Fine, but I think especially because, um, just in general, the image of Korean celebrities to Western people is quite idolized. Because I mm -hmm. feel like there's a, there's a sort of gap that we have to make because we don't understand like the language as much. So there are some things that we as fans mm -hmm. have to like fill in, and um, it's, mm -hmm. it's really hard oh, yeah. to like keep encouraging them in. I mean, not, it's not hard to keep encouraging them, but in the sense that, like, we don't... A lot of stuff gets lost yeah, in translation. because we like, don't necessarily understand their yeah. struggles fully, because, like, I mean, here we have their interviews with, like, we just, magazine companies, stuff like that, from Western celebrities, where we mm -hmm. get to be more transparent with them. But unless you, like, I guess actively look for variety shows, interviews um, from Korean networks, like, it's really hard to bridge the gap between who they are. So they're also making music for people that don't fully know them because they're because we're not like mm -hmm. korean not not to say that like we can't be fans right of course we can be but there are like cultural things that we just yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah. pick up on because we haven't grown up yeah but um i think that's one of the charms of music i like this is a really <laughs> cheesy line that a lot of people say but yes. like music transcends language right like sometimes you don't need the words to like mm -hmm. fill in the blanks sometimes like even with my parent, like, my brother, he hasn't spent a day analyzing any of, like, BTS's lyrics. And <laughs> he's still a fan because sometimes you just catch the vibe, right? Like, when you listen to a song, you can kind of just understand it. You, yeah. you don't have to have words. But no, there definitely is, like, a cultural gap, whether we want there to be or not. And I think, um, hmm. The dust is making my thoughts incoherent. I don't like this. Okay, well, I kind of took some notes on, like, some subtle details in the lyrics. Well, anyways, okay, I'll, I'll go through one more note. I'll focus on the chorus, because that's, like, mm -hmm. the main part of the song. But, um, okay, so the first line, I, <laughs> I took a trip onto Genius, and I read a bunch of the lyric analyses, so... I'm entirely <laughs> stealing content. <laughs> Credit to Genius okay. and all the reviewers on there. But, um, basically, so this, the first line in their chorus is a reference to one of their songs, um, C, and so in that song they talk about, or the entire song is basically a metaphor for their, like, path to success, right? And, um, in that song, the sea represents success while the desert represents failure, right? Um, and in this first line, they say that, like, let's see. Okay, so the English translation, it says, um, an ocean with all the lights silenced, um, or silenced shut. Oh. It doesn't translate too well into English, but like, take take our word for it. Um, 
basically it talks about like an ocean being kind of like muted or silent or dark right and so um one of the reviewers on genius it was it was unverified but i still thought that was a very interesting point and i could see it working uh that it was a reference to their song sea where as i said um the sea represents success while the desert represents failure um in this one it talks about how they've reached the sea they've reached the success and the level of fame that they like wanted to get right but it's like muted it's silent right so it's success either without happiness or like without light you know like so it's kind of extending that metaphor so it's like they've reached the sea they've reached the success but it's dark and it's like a lot scarier and more confusing and more like um messy than they anticipated so i thought that was sad and the rest of the song kind of keeps going on that where it was like despite getting the level of success the level of fame that they wanted stuff's scary like the music industry is Mm. gross so they want to preserve just being artists and not getting too caught up in numbers i guess um like i know uh i know that through my experience listening to certain interviews with korean artists it's probably common that there's a real gap between trying to appease your international audience and um maintaining mm-hmm. your not I wouldn't say solidarity but with your familiarity with your Korean audience like that's really difficult because I know mm-hmm. that BTS is like definitely gaining traction and they're like they're huge um but I've noticed that mm-hmm. like from the songs that I've heard and from people that I've met who are fans it doesn't seem like they've changed very much but like hearing this I guess they still have that fear that um they'd have to change their style mm-hmm. at any moment because like people here now know a lot about them especially because of twitter oh dude no speaking of twitter holy cow i just i had this thought this morning it's kind of like an unrelated tangent but like i cannot spend more than five minutes on that app without my head spinning There's like so i physically cannot there's just so much at once understand. exactly like my oh lord like, it hurts my head i can't do it my friends like a post i don't care i'm sorry i, don't, I know i don't care who's matter. liking what and I only have, like, i'm not even following that many people i just i'm just on it for the news i follow <laughs> five people i just check, check the trending page on occasions <laughs> that's the extent of my activity and even then i'm just like it's make more it stop like, uh rapid pace than instagram in my opinion because it is. Instagram's like Instagram, chill. It's with just like... stories and stuff, you can choose not to view it. And with some posts, you can mm-hmm. choose not to view it and stuff. But everything's there. Twitter, it's like in your face. It's like Google <laughs> It's Plus. all there, yeah. I don't like it. I know Google, Google Plus, Plus is, like... is like wholesome, though. There's nothing wrong going on <laughs> in Google gross, Plus. But, I mean... Oh, wait. No, if our, our listeners didn't go to our middle school, they have no context on why <laughs> Google Plus? Plus is a thing for, for us. For some reason. This is our war. <laughs> Was the it's social media for our middle school? <laughs> for some reason, everyone was using Google Plus yeah. from the beginning. That was the cool kid since thing. sixth grade. I was like, for what? Like, and I, I was... didn't think you'd use Instagram or something, but nobody was Google Plus. It's because it was the one our parents let Not us get really. away with. I never told. Oh, <laughs> for me it was. It's pretty yeah. Harmless, like I they guess. were like, like "What's your of, problem? If you're trying to filter okay. content or whatever." It's probably the most tame. Yeah. It's it's tame. There's a lot smaller of a community on google plus the there is on the instagram or twitter so less can go wrong retwe- not retweeting what is it resharing resharing reposting um, it was just reposting i don't know if it, was, it was like bacon or something super arbitrary and it was like share this piece of food uh-huh. to do well on your exams and i did i got an a on my science exam <laughs> that was like the height of my that was in manifestation at <laughs> his finest my time on google plus <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Dude, no, I was my mine was terrible. I was the reason people had a feed. <laughs> like I used the repost <laughs> button in place of the like button. It was so bad. Also, um I vividly remember I was like very yeah. obsessed with Percy Jackson at the time. Um and I did like this nail art <laughs> that was like Percy Jackson themed and I posted it on like this Percy Jackson yeah. like fan yeah. community thingy and someone was like Oh. This sucks, and that was my first hate comments. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sixth grade me was so hurt. She was like, "What did I do to you?" You tried your best. That's so sad. I know. Can you imagine being like, 
whole teenager like bullying an 11 year old on Google Plus. Imagine that. It was so funny. No, honestly, I wasn't even that hurt by it. I just, it was so funny. Yeah. Anyways, back to like um, what we were talking about originally. Right. Um, yes, fan bases, Twitter, big international audience. Um, yeah. We love to see it. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. I have fan yeah. teams, so if anyone wants some. Yes, ma'am. Stream, stay gold. The music video just came out. Yeah. Uh, no, but what was it? Right. Okay. So I think my my unnecessary opinion on the topic is that like I feel like and, and this song kind of conveys it as well. Um, they got their audience for who they are. Like they didn't have to change their sound to impress people. They just stuck to their own wits. Did what they thought. You know, they what they found likable if they like their music they put it out there and the audience came naturally and i think that's a good philosophy to have in terms of like making music like if you go into music or any art with the intention of impressing an audience then i don't think you're in it for the right reasons you know like i mean there's a difference between like gauging your audience and kind of like fitting some things to adhere to it versus like outright starting music and like making music for the sole purpose of recognition and like for the sole purpose of impressing others. I feel like if you have something to say and you think an artistic medium is your best way to express it, then go for it. And um, another thing kind of related that I really like, there's this one YouTuber I watch and um, he was talking about this in the context of like gaining a following on YouTube and stuff. It was just an interview he was doing. Um, and he was saying that wait, there's like, what, 3 billion, 4 billion people with internet access? If you put something out there, you're going to have an audience. Like, it's almost guaranteed. 4 billion people is too many people for yeah. you to, like, not gain any traction at all. Like, with the size of the internet nowadays, yeah. you're going to have an audience. And so I think, regardless of your sound, you're, one, you're not going to make everyone happy, but at the same time, there's enough people with access to your content that you will make a substan you will get a substantial following just being yourself because it's impossible that no one's gonna like you out of the four billion internet users yeah. in the world right so i thought that was kind of assuring um and it's kind of like is it is it really relevant to the song kind of i guess yeah, i, I mean, guess obviously they started out but i thought it was interesting started out with a dream as everyone does they mm -hmm. just happen to have a great audience yeah mm-hmm so, whenever you have an artistic idea, just go for like it. it. There's going to be an audience. Like, who would have thought we'd have listeners what, in Germany? Is Where did y'all find us? <laughs> like, thank you, but like, holy <laughs> cow. And that person in Ireland, yeah. too? Like, we... Ireland, too. Like, shout out to y'all. Where'd you find us? <laughs> I know. It's boosting my ego, for sure. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all right. Shall we? Uh, shall we go yes. into our? We, we're, we're we're fulfilling final the, song. The thing all right. We didn't so. do eight episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> the thing we didn't fulfill in the first. Okay. So uh, remember how we forgot to talk about Megan The Stallion in our music industry episode? I think it was episode two. <laughs> Yeah, well, we remembered her yes. this time. Um, yes. We were gonna do Savage, because that one's like the, the classic, classic but she released a new song. Today? Um, this morning. Less yes. than 24 hours ago, yeah, today, this morning, 12 a.m. And um, why wouldn't like, we do it? It came at the perfect like, time. We were like. <laughs> I know! I could, like, it, it's even funnier because the stars, like, align for this moment, I feel like. Wait, that's insane. I completely forgot about recording because, yesterday. Okay. Wait, like, like <laughs> eight weeks ago when we started, that was kind of when Savage was gaining traction, or from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, and then she released a remix right as we mentioned Which her in insane. episode we not, two. We did not plan this. Wait. Yeah, we didn't, like, we were like, we did that. And then again, we mentioned her in last week's episode Segway. just as, like, yes. foreshadowing to today. And she came out with the news. Dude, we manifest Megan the Sally. Like, if something comes out tomorrow, you know, it's I'm, just, I'm just saying, we did it. Today we is, did it. is Friday. We were supposed to record, record yesterday on Thursday. But on Thursday, mm -hmm. <laughs> I heard the news. And so the fact that we're recording today, the song came out. Like, that's fate, dude. <laughs> I don't... 
We just fate. We talk about this? Fate. Next, next thing you know, we're gonna meet oh her. We're gonna like meet her. We're gonna be like, oh my wait, god. There's a chance she's. I love you. Right <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah, so she's like from here, so there. Dude. I mean, dude. Yeah. But because of COVID, like, what are our chances? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. You know what if she I just tried. shows up to her doorstep? She's like, I heard you called. I I just like pass out. girls in the hood. But anyways, so, the song. That's the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Okay, so <laughs> stream all the music videos that we mentioned, all the songs that we mentioned. Nice to meet you. Stand everyone. Goodbye. Nice seeing you. No. Okay. So the song. Yes. Um, okay. I think we should start off with our disclaimer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We can in no way relate to any of her lyrics at all. <laughs> but boy, does she give me like this. It's just like inner persona that, that like um because yeah i know we're both people that tend not to listen to music that's like more about like sexuality stuff like that because like i just can't relate to it i could never relate to it but i was in the gym one day and mm-hmm. there was a mix on i was like listening to a mix and one of her songs came up and like i was sitting there like mm-hmm. <laughs> like like street serving who is and she i really started to listen to her music more and, yeah um, <laughs> Especially like with this with this new song, like she's so confident yeah. and like empowering in the way that like she she treats herself with respect mm-hmm. first and is able to talk about so it many things. It makes me in, like, feel such confident a, in such a vibrant way, which is very yeah. Exciting. She makes me feel confident. Like shoot, I'm like this like cutesy little shy five two itty bitty person. I never mm-hmm. like <laughs> I'm not very loud. I listen to Megan Thee Stallion and I'm just like, <laughs> not literally, but that's me. That's me. She for that's me. That's me. I'm a boss. I'm a queen. <laughs> yeah, she gives me this confidence that like I just it it would not normally manifest itself in me. I love you, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for providing me with confidence. <laughs> there are no words in my yeah, brain today. This is shameful. <laughs> like the more I try to talk. The more but literally, like, when she said the, um, what is it, like, spend his income on my outfit line in the chorus, like, the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I just, like, had my hands in the air, like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> no, there's, there's that one, I think it was, like, the bridge, uh, where she talks about, like, working, but she was like, the only thing I thought of is how to get rich now I'm here. I was like, yes, you tell him, like, that, I just, I was listening to it, and I was like, yes! Oh my god, her, <laughs> yes. Because I, I think, I think the appeal is, like, yeah. a lot of male rappers already kind of have lyrics like this, right? Um, and you don't see, I don't know, you don't really see a lot of female rappers mm. kind of have lyrics the same way like there are common themes but oh I don't, it's God. just the way she delivers <laughs> the lyrics i'm like yes 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 like i t- the first the reason i i started listening to her to start with is because she's from houston right um and as we mentioned her music is like in no way my style but like the fact that <laughs> she got through to me and i'm like an ardent fan like that's how you know you did it. That's well, how you know you did it. Your point about like she's talented. Rappers, Holy cow! I feel like male rappers talk about the opposite gender and sexuality, mm-hmm. especially sometimes has come off as like fetishizing. Yeah, it's almost but like the way she said it, it's just like straight up dehumanizing, like, like demeaning. I, yeah, I like doing this because I'm I'm a woman. That's how that's how she finds like you know, and that's like fine because it's a natural thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. She and she knows again, the boundaries. In no way relatable to yeah. me, but like, <laughs> the fact that she respects herself so much with like her pronunciation of lyrics, she writes lyrics, her own lyrics first of all, and um, she works like her label mm-hmm. is a local Houston label. Like she's so in tune with herself first before trying to create mm-hmm. like like what we were saying uh, a sort of presence that appeals to her audience mm-hmm. exactly. She's not trying to appease other people. Yeah, she's doing her thing first, and she knows her audience will come to her because of that. Um, Yeah, so I respect that. Um, Yeah, thank God for Megan. I love you. We also mentioned that she has a very distinctive style, um, but it's still different enough in each song that, like, 
it keeps you interested, right? Like we, we mentioned last week, there are a couple of artists that we really liked, but like after a while, it was kind of the same thing over and over. Nothing wrong with that. It's just personally, that doesn't, I don't know. I don't love that. But I noticed with Megan, it's like she has her distinctive style and it comes through in every song, mm-hmm. but it's still different enough in each song that like, I, think that's I stay why, interested, like, I stay engaged. Can, so I appreciate that a lot. Sometimes, um, it's hard to find an artist that's like true to themselves and that's like so transparent with their personality and like the things that they're going through but um she just has like that energy like again keeping to herself and being herself not keeping to herself i mean like but being proud of who she is exactly Mm -hmm. and we don't see that enough but like being unapologetic for yourself she released a song today same to lizzo queen i feel like every artist i like adore (laughs) and love is from Houston. That may be a personal bias, but I don't care. Like, every powerful queen to grace the music industry came from Houston. <laughs> like, Beyonce, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> like, Holy Trinity right there. That's like a huge surge. That's it. That's the trio. <laughs> I, I made a joke last night, like, mm-hmm. we were talking, that um, whenever I go I to university, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to say my name. I'm just going to say, like, hello. Um, I'm from yeah. Megan Thee Stallion's hometown. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Hi, no I'm other, from... No other words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It seems like we're getting towards the end. That's all that's needed. Um, of course, everyone, all right. our song um, is... Our song of the week is um, Girls in the Hood by Megan Thee Stallion. We're going to play it. Yes. Stream the single. And also stream Lizzo's Go stream. Single, Go buy. I think which came out today yeah. with a lyric video, which is really fun. With... Um, mm-hmm. I think it features the, the guys from mm-hmm. Clear Eye. Like, the, the best combination. Eye. Oh, immaculate. Which Amazing. is currently my favorite TV show. Like, dude, oh my god. Oh, yes. I know. You you sent um, me that so post and I Twitter. just, like, freaked out. I was so, like, thank god for Twitter. Um, <laughs> and we'll be back after a short break. Okay. Why do we respect the dead more than the living? Cool. <laughs> oh. Oh, god. Um. Wow, okay. Let's see. That's an excellent question. Honestly, I think this kind of brings up, I'm, I'm going to kind of take it in another direction, but like the whole like tradition versus like progressing type of thing, right? Um, I think it's like a whole pick and choose situation. Like if the majority wants to respect tradition and like venerate someone who passed away and their ideas, then like cool right because people still agree with it uh, um yeah. does it say like why do we respect the dead more than we do the living mm-hmm. okay i think it's just because like we've glorified them over time right like like living people they're they're here they're current but like i don't know say for example shakespeare men's been dead for like hundreds of years but that's also given plenty of time for people to like glorify him and like really exaggerate his, like, merits and stuff. That's not to say he wasn't talented or, like, a great playwright already. But it's just, like, I feel like the more oh, yeah. time yeah. passes, the more they yeah. become more like a myth or a legend-like figure rather than, like, outright mm-hmm. historical. Like, you're, if, if we go all the way to, like, Plato or, like, Aristotle mm-hmm. or something, like, I could never imagine these people being real. <laughs> They're, yeah. They have, like, more of, like, a legend status, as I said, right? So I think as time passes, we kind of make them more of, like, a myth or a legend, and because of that, like, you know, people venerate them more as as such rather than an actual person versus, they're like, still... living people, they're cool, they're great, yeah. but, like, yeah. there hasn't been enough time for them to age that way, I guess. Because since it's been so long since their death, you can, you can assume things about them, like, because mm-hmm. about, I'm sure there are some things about, you know, Shakespeare that we don't want to know about, but they, they've just been so buried in in the past. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Because, and that's that's the whole veneration thing, right? Like, you kind of, as you said, you kind mm-hmm. of suppress the stuff that like mm-hmm. is negative about that person in favor of what's positive. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of examples of that. Like, there's there's so many historical uh, figures yeah, where it's sure. like. They're, like, super great, and everyone thinks they're, like, fantastic. It's like, wow, this is the epitome of a human being. And then you find out they're, like, 
a raging misogynist or like something like they, they have some like fatal flaws and you're just like why are we yeah we're starting to educate ourselves and learn new things so mm -hmm. next question yeah oh. what is true friendship like i'm pretty <laughs> have you seen yeah. those tweets going around about like um you wouldn't believe how long it takes <laughs> for me to add you to my close friends <laughs> those are so <laughs> <laughs> I feel so attacked because um, no I literally like, yeah <laughs> I treat my friends very very sentimentally because personally I don't believe I have a lot which is fine but I think it's just like sharing a, a bond with someone and mm -hmm. being able to maintain that bond beyond what you initially became friends for um, because, <laughs> this is so funny because I met some of my friends yeah oh yeah um, they were my first like <laughs> Filipino friends but I remember I was I don't know, my friend Gabby was, she was a guest on episode 4. Um, uh -huh. they were my first, like, male Filipino friends, and, like, I remember, like, on site, I feel like I just have a radar for noticing other Filipino people, because I just don't know that many, and it's like, I, I wish I did, <laughs> and I remember it was their first day at just... practice, and I went up to them, uh -huh. and I was like, they were like, hey, hey, what's your name? And then I was like, hello, are you Filipino? <laughs> and I didn't even ask what their names were, and they were like, oh, yes? <laughs> Like, yes. And they, they keep bothering me about that. They always bring it up. Yes. Like, despite us initially making, fr making friends with each other because of that interaction, like, we're still friends even now, <laughs> just based on the experience of, experiences we yeah. share together. So for me, that's kind of what, I think that's what friendship is, just maintaining. Mm -hmm. I like that answer. Honestly, I didn't know what the answer to that was. Um, I don't really overthink my friendships. I'm just like, <laughs> if you're my friend, you're my friend. Like, so be it. If you, if you wrong me, then goodbye. But, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's kind of true. Like, when, when you say it like that, um, I, I moved to the city I'm currently in. I don't want anyone showing up on my doorstep, so I'm just not going <laughs> to say anything about that. But um, I, I moved when I was around, like, seven or eight. And um, I had I had quite a few friends like where we lived before. Let's you know what where I initially was City A, where I live now City B. Let's go with that. Um, in City A, I know I'm gonna let it slip if I don't do this. <laughs> but um, oh you know so in City A I had like quite a few friends right. But um, one of my closest friends that's kind of like lasted even after me moving. Um, the way both of us met is really funny because I got introduced by um, another friend that went to my preschool with me and um, we met at a park apparently I remember none of this this is like entirely like she told me this story the parents tell me this story but I do not remember meeting this friend at all they're like y'all met at a park but it was funny because y'all just kind of ignored each other the whole time and now we're like really 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 close friends like I, I've maintained this friendship wow. for yeah. holy cow like almost 15 years that's crazy mm -hmm. no not 15 no that, that's a bit much uh like 12 12 still I've, I've known her for a while <laughs> and so it's it's just funny because like we initially met and like we didn't even talk to each other but now she's one of the friends I like consider closest to me so um as you said I think it's just like persisting and like working yeah. through your differences and just just sticking around yes that's our yeah that's our quote for the day true friendship is just sticking around okay <clears throat> that's our takeaway yes. <laughs> um okay it's okay. my turn to ask uh, no it's your turn one. to ask question i watched yeah. the matrix a few days ago um it's very related does awareness of consciousness mm -hmm. have benefits does awareness of consciousness have its benefits okay so i'm pretty big on like meditation and spirituality and like the whole you know the whole nine yards um so i think yes absolutely um i think I, I mentioned this in last week's questions. I love how a lot of these questions like kind of loop together and they like intersect. This is great. I love this. Um, but I mentioned in one of last week's questions that like any habit or any action that we take is just a pattern of thoughts, right? Like we just reinforce the thought to ourselves. So awareness of our consciousness and like as a result, our thoughts and like everything that makes up our mind, I think it's greatly beneficial because like I feel like a lot of what we get upset about or a lot of what like agitates us is just that we have like an unclear set of thoughts in our mind or like an unclear set of thought patterns like something's stirring in there but you can't pinpoint it right and so i think being aware of like what those things are it helps you one work through your problems to um 
reinforce better thought patterns or like you know just yeah it just it, it helps you it's a catalyst for change and self-improvement the way I see it and so <laughs> um not to be that person but that's why I like meditation because it, it helps it kind of does that like when you just sit in silence you kind of yeah become more aware of like yeah. what bubbles up to the surface and you're like oh so that's what's mm-hmm. bothering me uh, consciousness is more like your subconscious thoughts like like accepting them because for a while like obviously i had these phases where i was like repressing mm-hmm. how i felt about people or about a situation and i just never told anybody about it but um mm-hmm. yeah exactly like it's it's really hard keeping it to yourself i think we like all have um, to sort through that and like, yeah i would stress myself it's out over part of being a human things that happened before and that didn't matter but being a what no um but yeah being aware of yourself helps you move forward um oh this one's interesting it's kind of like techie it's not very like philosophical but it, it's a cool question nevertheless can artificial no. intelligence be creative <laughs> because the question i asked and the question you asked <laughs> oh my gosh i know you love philosophy and stuff but literally if you watch just watch the matrix before it goes off netflix it's insane it blew my mind we created it with the intention of helping us so part of it is human i believe and that it picks up on mm-hmm. what I mean cuz it's like it's like having a baby, mm-hmm. right? As as a baby, you're fed information and stimuli through like um yeah, TV shows, like you parents, feed it, like um, things you do in school, things like that. And every time you mm-hmm. absorb a new piece of information, you can choose what to do with it. And I think that's like that's what creativity is. It's like it's sort of like a threshold, right? Like mm-hmm. deciding to move the premise of what it. is possible. So, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily like being artistic or mm-hmm. um, other things that are most associated with creativity, but I definitely think that it could evolve to become creative. Yeah, I could definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't know the bounds of AI, and there's no way to gauge how lifelike AI is because once it develops its own like being and like train of thoughts quote unquote does that qualify as consciousness is that like man-made because as you said the entire premise of a child is that like it's a blank slate it absorbs information and then from there it can do whatever it wants with it right but i also do think that like with ai it's a little bit more deliberate like you feed it what you want it to hear and then from there it can do what it wants with that um as for creativity as you said i think down the line it's definitely possible like I, I had to write an essay, and this question kind of reminded me of that. Um, it was like, is creativity, like, does, do creative thoughts, do creative ideas come from nowhere? Is it built off the foundation? Like, so they kind of divided into three categories. Like, where, where does creativity come from? Uh, the first idea is that nothing's creative. You can't be creative at all because every idea already exists, and you're just, like, copying what's already existed because you can't create what isn't already there. The second is that creativity is um, based on everything around you. So kind of like what you were saying, where it's like you're fed the pieces of the puzzle and then you can you know, put them together however you want. And that's creativity because it's like a new arrangement of pre-existing ideas. Um, and then the third was that creativity is spontaneous. It comes from nowhere. It's brand new ideas. And so I thought the same as you, whereas like the second idea um, we're, we're fed things during our childhood. We have our experiences, our knowledge, and stuff like that. And how we use that is just a different arrangement of what we're fed. So can AI be creative? I think in that sense, yeah. It's scary to think about, but I mean, we yeah. made it. So. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many things. I, this is kind of a tangent, but there's so many things where it's like mm-hmm. I'm hearing these technologies getting invented or like this method of doing <laughs> things. And I'm like, That's oh, no. <laughs> Because it's like, it's it's great. There are so many other important things that we need technology to do right now that it could be allocated. Like, not to say that your passion doesn't matter and stuff. To address before. There there are a lot of small things you can do as a creator to help innovate. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, did you see the Jeff Bezos thing where he bought, like, that arena in Seattle? And named it Climate Pledge Arena. Oh my god, he bought some, like, sports stadium or something, or some, like, arena in Seattle and named it, and changed the name to Climate Pledge Arena. I was like, (laughs) isn't your company one of the biggest contributors to, like, (laughs) 
carbon emissions. Like, <laughs> like, be quiet. There's, there's that, right? There's that weird picture he took with Lizzo, which was so surreal. Um, I didn't believe it. Um, does belief in God make mm-hmm. God exist? Similar. Yeah, I don't think it was the exact one, but it's, it's pretty similar. Um, oh my, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, the concept of God is so prevalent in society yeah. that, like, he basically, he, she, it, they basically exist. Um, yeah, I mean, I that kind of goes, I, yeah. I think of Orwell whenever we ask that question, you know, like, 1984 is like, if there is a war going on and everyone says that there is a war going on, does that mean oh. there's a war going on? Oh. And also, like, the tree one, like, if a tree falls in the forest yeah. and no yeah. one hears it, did it really make a sound? That type of thing. I feel like it's a similar idea. I think yes. I mean, the con- as I said, the concept of God is very present in society. But at the same time, it's something that we constructed. Like, it's a term we created um, to represent something bigger than ourselves. And so, um, yeah, I think because we all say there is a god there there is a god in some way shape form so sometimes it Mm -hmm. helps to believe and figure it out later like to Mm -hmm. have that faith i think is good it's something i struggle with because sometimes i tend to be more (laughs) skeptic but like you know when things don't turn out the way they're supposed to um you know it's just having faith helps yeah it's assuring yeah I also discovered, I think I could do ASMR with this mic. Hello. Can I do the outro? Can I do the outro ASMR style? Let's see how this goes. Okay. Again, everyone. (laughs) What started in quarantine? No, no, I'm not doing (laughs) it. What started in quarantine has now come to a non-temporary end. Um, Thank you again to Allocation for giving us these absolutely mind-blowing questions. I cannot stress enough how much y'all have to go on that website. Like, these questions will make you think. Um, Maybe eventually we'll cover all of them, so who knows? Maybe if you just, like, stick around. We'll get to all of them. Uh, Be sure to follow us on our social media. Our only one so far is Instagram, because that's not the one that, like, destroys our mind. Yes, which yes. is fantastic, I think. Yes. If you need a playlist to jam to. Yeah. All right. So thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this has been Arm Bridge Podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>